Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Welcome to the podcast. Today we're talking about raising strong daughters who are not feminists. Whoa. This is a deep one. This is a really sensitive topic, and I hope that as you're listening that you hear our heart, but more importantly, we pray that you hear God's Word and what He has impressed through His Scriptures, Yeah, what our perspective should be about our identities. Absolutely. So and before we dig into that, though, well, we want to share some things. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, by the way, the way this podcast gets discovered is when you give us a great rating. Mm-hmm. It's one of the ways. And to further the movement. It's not for our ego. It's to further equipping confident Christian kids in an uncertain world, which perhaps may be parents raising your kid's future wife or future husband, which you talk about a lot. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a big deal. That's why one of the reasons why we wanted to start this ministry in the first place. Right, Isaac? Yeah, absolutely. Um, just because we... We, like you guys, think to ourselves, oh, Lord, is there going to be one worthy for our child? And then we remind ourselves that God is in control. That's and we're right. not to live in fear, parent totally. fear, or anything, and have confidence. But, but we do need to encourage each other. We need to do our part. Yeah. And so if you could help us get this out there, share it on social media, first Please. of all, yeah. iTunes or from CourageousParenting.com. And mm-hmm. by the way, to give a five-star review, all you have to do is tap it. That's it. And it means a lot to us. And if you want to dig in even more and give us a written review, we mm-hmm. always try and figure out who you are and read them. So Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> so that's really great. But let's start this tough conversation. Mm-hmm. That is an important conversation, especially if you're raising daughters. But even if you only have sons at home, you want to know this because your sons are going to be eventually married. married. And they may have daughters as well. So I think that this is an important topic, actually, to be talking about regardless of if you have sons or daughters. Absolutely. Because we need to be raising them up for an uncertain world, right? Yeah. Part of that is that we would be raising them up to have their identity in Christ, not in anything else that they would be calling themselves. Yes, absolutely. So let's define feminism, first of all, because the dictionary already has. And it says the Mm -hmm. advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of the sexes. Now, we actually agree with that. I'm sure you agree with that. The reason we started with the dictionary definition of feminism is because just because a dictionary defines something, it doesn't mean it's what the culture has defined something. Right. And the culture has defined feminism as something completely different than that. And it's we'll taken talk about it farther. That. I would say that it does agree with that, but it's taken it farther That's as well. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. And a lot of times, Angie mentioned this to me, that a lot of people say, well, if Jesus was were here, here today, yeah. which Jesus is here, but yes. if Jesus were here today, he would be a feminist. And I would say with the definition of the dictionary, that is true. However, equality doesn't mean sameness. And so if you mean sameness between the sexes, Jesus wouldn't agree with that. Well, and not only that, but Jesus, I don't think, would be adding anything onto his identity. 
Correct. He's the Christ. That's right. He is God. And and as believers, that's what we're called to also. I'm going to read from Galatians 3.28 here. Um, So if you have your Bible with you, flip to these scriptures with us today. We're going to be in Galatians, Corinthians, Proverbs 31. Um, And so Galatians 3.28 says, There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and the heirs according to the promise. So it's not a feminist movement that defined equality amongst the sexes. The Bible. It is a Christian (laughs) principle that's over 2000 years old. Amen. (laughs) Yes. So when we're saying raising strong daughters, and we'll get into that, what does it look like to raise a strong daughter? What are some qualities of a strong daughter that parents should be thinking of instilling and and building and cultivating in their daughters? And that'll be an exciting portion of this podcast. Um, But when we say not feminist, the reason why is because God's word is actually all we need. We don't need to add on things to us because our identity should be in Christ alone. Yeah. And so this is not like a, a a push against anyone. This is a call for Christians to rise up and realize if they were just knowing what the Bible mm-hmm. actually says and they were believing what the Bible says and obeying what the Bible says, Amen. no believe, obey, they wouldn't need to add on any other title like I'm a feminist. Well, and no other title is important. Now we'll go into the modern definition of feminism in a second, but first let's read 1 Corinthians um, uh, 1, 10 through 13. And that says, now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. For it has been declared to me concerning you, my brethren, Mm -hmm. by those of Chloe's household, I like that they used Chloe's name for the household, that's awesome, that there are contentions among you. Now I say this, that each of you says, I am of Paul, or I am of Apollos, or I am of Cephas, or I am of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified by, for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gus. Lest any should, anyone should say that I had baptized in my own name. So basically, he's talking about it's Christ only. It's right. God only. Yeah. And, it, you know, this, I think, applies to a lot of things, not just like movements, yeah. like the feminist movement. This yeah. also applies to like denominations. If you're p- making an idol out of your denomination versus like I'm part of the body of Christ, he's calling us not to be divided. Oh, yeah. And to be of the same mind. And right. how much does feminism actually create division among people in the church? Yeah. A huge portion. Yeah. And so this is a relevant topic. The scripture can be applied to us today when it comes to issues like this. We shouldn't be divided. We should be of the same mind. Same with like pro-life. Yeah. It's not a political issue. It's actually a biblical issue. So we need to be (laughs) biblical versus attaching ourselves to names like I'm a feminist. You know what I think this reminds me of? This reminds me of the issue. And I've written about this a lot over the years. Because it's one of my pet peeves. When people compartmentalize God 
into certain sections of mm. their life. Sure. And they leave them out of other sections, well, right? what pleases, you know, what we agree with. Well, that's like taking the scripture and only saying, well, I'll take this little piece, piece here that makes me feel good and this little piece here that makes me feel good and making their own truth, their own doctrine, which is not biblical living. I was listening to the Faithful Life podcast by Matt and Lisa Jacobson, and it's like, you don't, you don't want to just take the little piece you're comfortable with. Oh, yeah. Right? You totally. Because, I mean, if if it's about your truth, we're all in trouble. That's a direct quote from uh, Matt. Oh, yeah. We are in trouble. <laughs> well, it's the issue of moral relativism today, too, Absolutely. right? And so, w- these are all important issues that, as parents, we actually need to be aware what we're grappling with in the culture today yeah. and prepare our children by talking to them about it and how unbiblical these things, these oh. movements, these ideas, philosophies actually are. Well, let's are. dive in for time. So, okay. what is the reality of the definition of feminism today you might see a shirt that says the future is female Uh oh okay can i just say something (laughs) if the future is female then we have no future because last time i checked it takes male sperm to actually create with the egg also so like there will be no future if that's our future (laughs) and i mean if a man ever stepped up to that and said okay wait a second they would be blasted like maybe I will be after you listen to the podcast. Yeah, who knows? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so, but the reality is that feminism like today is anti-male. And if we're anti-male, you're nothing more than a separatist. Is Ouch. that what God wants? Yeah, no, it's so true though. And so I think that it's important for us to actually ask those hard questions. Now, I get that there have been there there are women that are deeply hurt. Oh yeah. Deeply hurt because of men's sin. Oh, there is some men out there that are atrocious. They're horrendous. Yeah. They've they have gone too far. Even men within the Christian church, I might add. Oh, yeah. That have sinned so in such a vile way against women that women ha- don't have trust towards but, men. But should we clump all men together in one category? Or is there a reality that there's sin in the world and that sin is not mm-hmm. a man problem? Sin is a human kind problem. Yeah, that's true. I just want to say amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's, uh, it's really important. Now, unfortunately, the feminist movement also involves the support of killing babies. Which, as Christians, we are not for at right. all. We we defend those who can't defend themselves, as Scripture calls us to. I think it's 67 million babies have been killed in America. Through abortion, uh, yeah. So, prideful. Feminist movement is very prideful. If you've ever seen the spokespeople of it yes. and all those things, very prideful, hateful. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's honoring and applauding sin. Actually, yeah. So I think that these are all like little reasons. And if you compile them all together, these are like the main reasons why we would not raise our children to be feminists. Yeah, we would never use that title. And we would we would educate. We are educating our kids, the yes. boys and girls on uh, the men or women are equal but in value, yes. but different by God's design. And that it's beautiful and to embrace the way that God designed them because he has a beautiful plan for them yes. and purpose for them and that they have different gifts and talents that when they work together, we actually glorify God more yeah. by showing the world his true image right? through marriage. And there's another problem with it. There's not a biblical view of marriage in the feminist movement. And that is the, 
a complete destruction of the family unit. And just because somebody maybe didn't grow up in a good family doesn't mean we need to continue a legacy no, we have of a corrupting choice. God's view of what the family should look like. It's true. We have a choice of what legacy we want to leave. Yep. We have a choice to even not just leave our own sin behind, Oh yeah, but to also let go of the sins that were committed against us yeah. and to walk in freedom. Let's look at uh, Proverbs uh, 31. 31 here. So this is a little bit. So who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her. So he will have no lack of gain. I love how it includes the teamwork sense of the marriage there. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. So she's industrious. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion of her maids for her maid servants. Mm -hmm. She considers a field and buys it. Oh, she's a negotiator. She's in business sometimes from her profit. She plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength. So mm, she works out, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And strengthens her arms. There you go. She <laughs> perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. So she's up, industrious, working, not focused on self, which we'll talk about that in a second. Um, although she takes care of herself, there's a difference there. But it's for a different reason. Yeah. She's taking care of herself and getting strong so that she can. Right. She per- perceives that her merchandise is good. So she inspects mm-hmm. it, lets them know if there's any problems. So she's assertive and strong and good at talking to people. Mm-hmm. Her lamp does not go up at night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She ex extends her hand to the poor, so she's generous. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed in scarlet, and she makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Uh, Her husband is known in the gates. Why is her husband known in the gates? Well, it's not just because of him. (laughs) <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, when he sits among the elders of the land, she makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants and on and on. Strength and honor. I mean, I could go on. There's yeah. A lot there. and, then, and then it continues on where it says that her children rise up and call her blessed. There it and is. her husband it also, also he, and praises he praises her. her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Char- okay. Yeah. So it goes into, I mean, you got to read that yourself, but uh, just for time, we'll just read part of it. But it is so amazing what... The biblical definition of womanhood actually is and women there are, are yes. incredible. And I, I think that sometimes women go to this passage of scripture and they think that they have to be all these things at once. And, you know, years ago I heard a message. Um, I can't remember who it was by. Like I'm talking 14 years ago, probably mm-hmm. at least, maybe 18, where they were talking about seasons in a woman's life and how there are different seasons when maybe your focus is just caring for your home. And then there are seasons where your kids are not as needy physically. and emotionally because and because you've raised them right you're able to do more of the business side of things or more of the ministry side of things so it's different seasons of life it's not all at once and things like that it's not meant to be discouraging but there is a movement in the feminist movement of self-love in the christian um, world and so uh what we're not saying is don't take care of yourself 
You should. It, the, our bodies are the holy temple. We should absolutely take care of ourselves yep. for the purpose of doing God's work. And what is God's work? Right. I mean, it's that whole concept of, okay, why'd you get saved? Take up your cross and follow me. But the yeah. self-love has turned into something where it becomes prideful, selfish, self-focused, idolizing self, and all those things. So be wary of Christians who use the words self-love. I'm going to get blasted for that one. But... I mean it. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's important that we are definitely aware of how we're feeling. Like as a mom, as a woman, I I have to be aware of how I'm feeling. You as a husband, as a dad have to be aware of your body, right? And there are times when you get worn down and Mm -hmm. you're tired or when, yeah. And when maybe you need to discipline a child, but you're just not in the right headspace to do it. That's when you have to communicate with your spouse. I need some time. I need to put myself in a mommy timeout for yeah. a minute before I can deal with this, right? Yeah. And that's just being introspective, honest with where I am in my mental space even, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm not um, spending time in the word and growing, then what am I pouring out? What's coming out of me? Yeah. Definitely not God. Definitely not the Holy and Spirit. So you have to put into yourself to be able to pour out, right? But our identities should be in Christ. Exactly. And not only that, our focus shouldn't be so much on ourself that like our motivation for getting in the word isn't like, Oh, I get to relax and have a long time. And it's all about me. Like our focus should always be whatever we're doing about God. Cause we don't compartmentalize him out of that. Absolutely. I mean, you have eight kids and you have ministry and you have people in your life that you we help. even had a vineyard, <laughs> <We> had a <laughs> vineyard. <laughs> all so kind funny. of helped with businesses yeah. I've ran and so forth. Yeah. And you still manage to read the Bible daily. Yeah, it's because it it is what gives me energy. It's yeah. what gives me focus and vision to actually do all the other things. And if I if I don't, then throughout the day, like I have, there are thoughts that come yeah. and tempt me, and I have to take those thoughts captive. But I'm not armed so, and able to preach to myself the truth if I'm not in it. So that was a big intro, but it's a big topic. And so in a short period of time, we are going to talk about raising strong daughters and we have several points for this Mm -hmm. but we're not going to be able to go into everything we'll probably extend this in other podcasts yeah but uh first thing is we want to raise independent thinkers not independent from the word of god or god's way but independent in terms of standing against their peers if their peers are trying to lead them astray that's right because there are so many messages like moral relativism right that are a temptation for our daughters if we don't teach them to be independent thinkers. Well, now, there's well, a movement yeah. actually with among homeschoolers. Mm. There has been for a long time. Whereas there's 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 this idea that if you just protect your daughter and you keep her at home and you don't have her around those things, then you're doing great. And I would actually argue with that a hundred percent because the minute that they leave your home, they're like. Pray. Equipping for an uncertain world means while they're in your home, they need to be in the world. And they need to have experiences. And you need to be guiding mm-hmm. them. You need to you need to equip them for what they're going to actually face. Yeah. Like, for example, before we even um, <laughs> we sent our daughter off to college, which is another aspect of this, right? Yeah. We did Krav Maga. 
oh, got with the kids them. to yeah. equip her so that she could actually physically defend herself. Because I don't want her to have to walk around with a key between her knuckles because she feels like a key is going to save her. I want her to feel and experientially <laughs> know that she's strong. Yeah. No, one, God's protecting her. But two, she practically is equipped. And I think that's really important. Yeah. So Another thing is about- academia, which we are just talking about college. Mm-hmm. There is, uh, unfortunately... It's kind of a silent movement in the Christian community, sometimes really conservative Christians mm-hmm. uh, who kind of believe, well, daughters don't need to go to college. Co- daughters don't need to continue their education. And yeah. we think that's very wrong. Yeah. I So as far as like college goes, we probably have to do a whole po- podcast on just like we don't our believe views everybody on college. Should go to college. Yeah. That's definitely something I thought needed to be said. Um, we definitely don't. No. And, it may be completely different for our two daughters, actually. Right. One may go, one may not. Who knows? But if they have a desire and a passion mm-hmm. and there's a calling, then let them go. Right. And it's about God's will for their life, not my will That's for right. their life, not your will for their life. And so we as parents, you as parents have to be fully submitted to God's will, willing to let your kids go in the direction that he has them go. Some might be called to the missions field. Are you willing and ready to let them go yeah. and put their life on? So we should, yeah. they should have a biblical view of marriage and womanhood. We'll go cover that in a second. But at the same, and desire that, desire raising a family. Right. That's biblical stuff. But at the same time, that when they're young, they, it's okay for them to desire making an impact and learning new things and getting a degree if that's what they and want to skills. do. Because you know what? God is going to do what he wants to do as they are pursuing the passions God put it in their heart. So if we stifle the passions God has put in their heart, we might be even stifling the path God has for them and who they meet to to eventually marry. And I think that, too, it's a sign of fear-based parenting and not really, truly trusting God with your children, understanding that... Yes, you are in authority and you are going to be held responsible while they're in your jurisdiction, yeah. right? But at the same time, God has a purpose and a plan for their life. And and them living under your roof is literally like maybe 20% of their life. Yeah. So this has to do with supporting their futures. You need to support the future in God, how God made them in the path they're going while having a desire for the biblical aspects of being a woman. Yeah. Now. Let's talk about vision for marriage and motherhood briefly. Okay. So, what is important with that? Well, we read Proverbs 31, mm-hmm. and that is a vision for what it looks like to be a woman. But she's strong. She's trustworthy. She's prudent. She's industrious. She knows how to negotiate. Mm-hmm. She's loving. She's supportive. Mm-hmm. But it's not this, we shouldn't view womanhood as this docile, weak thing that I think sometimes... People almost try to raise their daughters to be like, yeah. And it, it should be, they should be who God made them. Having be, a gentle and quiet strong. spirit doesn't mean that you're going to be physically weak. Right. Actually. Because I think a lot of people misconstrue that passage of scripture to think that they have to, they all of a sudden have this mind of what, this idea, this picture of what gentle and quiet spirit looks like. And it's not a weak person no actually and i can i can be really frank and honest with you you guys know that i'm outspoken here on the podcast if you followed me for any My amount wife of time is very strong very confident i'm i'm a very strong person however I have learned that what God has called me to in marriage takes a different kind of strength. It takes a strength of self-control, which is actually a fruit of the Spirit, which I have a desire to be self-controlled because of the Holy Spirit that's in me 
and because I know what God's word says and calls me to as a biblical woman. And when I do that, I get the joy of being able to see my husband, my sons, and brothers in Christ, even like in church when I'm sitting there silent and I'm praying for them. I get to see God answer my prayers and all of a sudden they start like sharing the scripture that I'm praying for someone to share. It's so powerful when you recognize that God actually has a bigger purpose behind it and you have the ability to have the strength to have self-control. So different roles, but equal in value. Mm -hmm. It's so important to understand this. And so uh, this is the next point, which is prepared. Our daughters need to be prepared for biblical roles. The world hates the biblical roles. Why don't you share about yeah. that? Yeah. So one of the main topics that I think that women are so offended by mm-hmm. is the word submission. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been some really fantastic books that have been written for women to read on that. I know um, Choosing Gratitude by Nancy Lee DeMoss is a really beautiful book that can help you to be grateful for your role. Um, but but the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse Actually, I'm going to read a little bit before. Verse 17 says, Therefore, do not be unwise. Mm. Do any of us want to be unwise? It says, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. And do not, and then it continues on, and I'm just going to pop down for time's sake. And it says, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. We're to submit to one another. And then verse 22 says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the Mm -hmm. husband is the head of the wife also, as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the whole body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. And husbands, love your wives as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. And it continues. And I would just encourage you guys to read through that entire section. Talk to your husbands. Pray about Ephesians chapter 5 because there is no aspect of scripture that's like, oh, that was for that time. No, I'm sorry. This is God's word for us at all times. It doesn't matter. To echo what you were saying is it takes a strong woman Mm -hmm. to be submissive because you have to be very secure in yourself. Because if you're not secure in yourself, you are fighting for power in your marriage. And I would even say that being secure in yourself, I, 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 I mean, yes, I'm confident. I'm a confident person, but I would say it takes being secure in Christ mm-hmm. so that you Amen. have no fear of the wor- world yep. and you have no fear of the circumstances if you're following a man, right? Yeah. And, you know, having that ability to, um, by how we are in our marriage modeling for our kids what that can look like Mm -hmm. i don't feel like our kids look at me disrespectfully or like i would never let them do that and and it's not even that i wouldn't let them but they don't disrespect their mom they massively respect their mom and i think Mm -hmm. that um, i get massive respect too i think it's equal yeah and so i think that there is a healthiness um of equality, but not sameness. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing for children to be raised watching. And so your marriage is actually a huge example. teacher and example to your kids. Because here's the deal. Do you want your daughters to be careful who they decide to marry? Well, yes. And if your daughters know and believe and buy into the biblical truth that they're going to be submissive in a good way yeah. to their future husband, don't you think they're going to think 
deeply they're think deeply. about who yes. they're going to commit to being submissive to for oh, the rest yeah. of their life. I mean, one of the things that we've talked to our girls about over the years is that one of the most important things is that you can respect the man that you choose mm-hmm. to marry because you have to be able to follow him. Yeah. You have to be able to respect his decision. So if he's following hard after the Lord and he's constantly submitting his will under the headship of Christ, then you know you have someone that can. So, hey, guys, husbands, here's a little secret. I have been really motivated to make sure my daughters are strong, smart, capable, humble, loving, godly. Now, my wife has done much of the actual work, and she has the same vision. But I have been motivated because the more, the stronger she is in a biblical womanhood way, the better of a man she she is going to attract. That's true. Because you have to be what you want. That's what we've heard over and over again. I remember that in Passion and Purity. Elizabeth Elliot, be what you want. And, you know, it's so true. Like, if we're raising our daughters to be strong biblical women, then the type of man that they're going to attract is the one who wants that. Right? And so, they and they also will not be attracted towards the guys that are not biblical either right. actually because you attract what you are and so they have to be that at their core right. not just on the outside not just saying the right things but truly willing to sacrifice all mm-hmm. for the sake of the cross whatever it is that god's calling them to sacrifice so we want them to be assertive we want them to be persuasive with the words we want yes. them to have experience before they leave the house you know communicating effectively with adults and others and same we yes. would want for the boys there's no difference in our minds actually the strength that yep. these things confidence speaking so true. all these things we viewed need to be the same oh, for both our for sons sure. and daughters especially if you if you're legacy minded especially yeah. Yeah. actually and this is one of the reasons why we were so excited for Kelsey to continue on it going to college and preparing oh yeah is because you don't know what they're going to use that education for. It could Amen. be because they're raising the next what you know political leader, or they're raising the next inventor, or they're raising the next pastor or evangelist. Like that, this is the thing: is that you have to be legacy minded in all of it. So the, yes, our daughters need to be educated the, so that they can educate their children. Or right? The next moms that raise those people. Oh, totally. So it's just amazing. So it's important that our daughters have an awesome respect for men, which is the complete opposite of the feminist movement. And so that's really important. And I believe the biggest reason our daughters respect men is because my wife shows respect to me in front of them as they're being raised. But I also think too, they've been raised with um, having an example of a man that's worthy of being respected. And I'm not just like trying to puff you up or anything. I I just, I think that there is an element there that men need to be aware of. Like just because the Bible says I'm supposed to be respected by my wife and my kids, regardless of if I deserve it. Let's make it easy on the wives. So we're actually and the daughters and the daughters, right? Like if you are a good man, they're going to want to marry a good man like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so there, there is that element there where they have to see that there are good men in the world. They need brothers that are good men. They need you to be raising your kids to it's be kind of like the leadership lid in business. If you want your people to grow, you better be growing as a leader because 
oftentimes people uh, won't grow if you're not growing. They and won't that's surpass the their they won't surpass. teacher. And, yeah. and so our goal actually is that they do surpass us, that they become even better parents than us in those things. Not in a pressure way. We don't right. say that to them. But we're trying to be the best examples we possibly can. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be realistic about sin, too, with your daughters. Especially, well, I would say both, but daughters in a different way because men have serious struggles with things like pornography these days. Yeah, um, both men and women do, but definitely men struggle more with their eye, the visual so you concept. Have to for explain sure. that all to them. So it's modesty, not just f- well because the Bible says it, but also we're in a world where it's it, it is hard for some men if you dress in a, inappropriate ways. Now it, we're not supposed to dress because men are just being sinful no we're supposed no. to honor god with how we dress yeah but and, you, but and you do guys to need to step up and recognize their sin too and take responsibility for it however Absolutely. women it, the bible even says do not tempt your brother to sin so that just alone like why would you wear something that's immodest be, and break that commandment from god actually so brain that's if you ever struggle that with that with your daughter maybe you're not teaching her what not only what says. god says but the challenges that men really have that over 80 percent of them are addicted to pornography 58 percent of pastors I read are addicted to pornography. So it's crazy. Um, So you have to be realistic about that. And um, the last thing, Angie, was you were talking about is they really need to be raised with a personal conviction about this. Yeah. I think that you need to talk about what feminism is today, what the definition is for sure. Um, But you need to educate them, show them articles, show them pictures of women at the Women's March who are holding up signs that say the future is female. Show them the messages that are actually being preached. Show them. Show them the speakers that are screaming pro-life and and like excited and painting towers pink on the day that they start legalizing abortion up until a third, you know, just after yeah. born. Like it just you have to actually show your children how ungodly there these these aspects of the movement are so that they have a personal conviction as to why they should not choose to associate themselves with that or label themselves with that now this is a whole nother topic um regarding like identities and identity in christ but really it's the foundation of this message is that ultimately we want to be raising our daughters to have a strong identity in christ so that they are not swayed to add on any other identities like i'm also i'm i'm a christ follower but i'm also a feminist and i'm also a and i'm also a like no actually the bible is very clear all you need is christ and if you obey it all of the good aspects of feminism you will want to be but the bad aspects of feminism you will exclude from your life absolutely and Here's a really important resource we want you to check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, our good friends, Elijah and Katie Boberg. And they are just awesome. They're a generation um, younger than us. Yeah. And they have kids and they're married. And they yeah. really come from amazing families, large families, both of them. So it's kind of a neat perspective. But they have a new podcast called... Now that we are a family and you can find them on Instagram at now that I'm a mother and now that I'm a father. It would mean a lot to us if you subscribe to the podcast, listen to it. It's worthy. I've personally listened to it and I found it worthy. And it would also mean a lot to us if you went to CourageousParenting.com and see what's happening with the movement and listen to the end here as we talk about the Parenting Mentor Program. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online Parenting Mentor Program. 
Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.